When Martin Luther King Jr. was killed in 1968, cities across the country erupted in chaos. Even the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., was not spared. From the air, the scene looked unreal. A row of fires in the middle of an otherwise tranquil city. People took to the streets, shocked and angry over King's assassination. It was scary. It was really scary. Virginia Alley ran Ben's Chili Bowl with her husband, Ben. They were famous for serving up a sausage called the Half Smoke. For a decade before the riots, Ben's was a hangout for the greatest black writers, musicians, and thinkers of the time. This was the African-American community, and this was where all the action was. This was Black Broadway. This was where people were. But as black Washingtonians took to the streets, law enforcement countered them. Late today, the president declared a state of emergency, and regular army troops moved into the nation's capital to protect strategic locations from the violence spreading through the city. You don't know if you're going to find a Molotov cocktail flumming in the window when you get here the next morning. Your place is gone, too. The civil rights leader, Stokely Carmichael, called for all local businesses to close so people could process the death of Dr. King. All businesses except for one, Ben's Chili Bowl. The restaurant served as a place to get away from the chaos outside. And since that week, Ben's has seen the city change around it. Over the last six decades, it's gone from local favorite to international tourist destination. Even presidents go there. The Half Smoke is unique to D.C. Half pork and half beef on a hot dog bun with chili, mustard, and onion. And it's probably the quintessential D.C. food. I'm Ruth Tam. And I'm Patrick Fort. This is Dish City. Between the two of us, we've spent almost a decade in D.C., but we're still relatively new Washingtonians. We've learned about the district by eating, but we've also seen a lot of change. And it's just a fraction of what native Washingtonians have seen. We're going to try to understand that change by eating our way through DC's iconic foods. Each episode focuses on a different food, how each one got famous, and how it became a part of the city's culture. Today, the half smoke. Ben's wasn't actually the first restaurant to get really big selling half-smokes. They were thought to be invented by D.C. Briggs & Company meatpackers. Then this place called Weenie Beanie made it a thing. People say that Weenie Beanie did it first, but Ben's made it famous. We took one of our friends to the original Ben's Chili Bowl location on U Street. She'd only been to Ben's one time before, but it was at the airport location, which doesn't really count. I think two original half-smokes? Two original half-smokes? That's our friend Ellie. She and I ordered the half smoke, obviously, but not Ruth. Could I have the jumbo dog with fries, please? Okay, so what I wanted was a half smoke without chili. And I think this is the moment where I realized I didn't know what a half smoke even was. So we asked around. I don't know. I think it's some type of barbecue, maybe. Right? I don't know. I'll say the half smoke is more like a sausage. Half smoke, I think, is... Just like one half of the hot dog is cooked and the other is just like left raw. Okay, I'm feeling a little validated. Even though it's an iconic DC food, you'd be pretty hard pressed to find one definition of what a half smoke is. Even though I love half smokes, I couldn't really tell you what goes into one. So to get some answers, we went to a literal sausage factory. Here we are, we're in the parking lot 
of Manger's Slaughterhouse open today, the sign says. Really? Let's go uh, learn how the sausage is made. Is the door this way? Manger's has been in business for more than a century. The street it's on used to be called Butcher's Lane. In charge of the whole operation is Alvin Manger. My name is Alvin Manger. I'm the fourth generation of this family business. This is the sausage factory that produces the half smokes sold at Ben's. We have a, a pork and beef mixture in a natural casing uh, that, with, with our specified spices. That's the only thing I can tell you about it. That's the sound of thousands of sausages being made by an extremely expensive machine. It stuffs casings with the ground meat that makes chorizo, longanisa, and the thing we're most interested in, the half smoke. But even though Alvin has been around the half smoke for so long, and even though he makes two distinct versions of it, and he won't tell us what is in either one, he still doesn't know how it got its name. No one knows exactly why it's called a half smoke. What is it supposed to taste like? Well, I don't really quite know how you explain that. Uh, it just better taste good, that's all. Let's go back to when Ellie was eating her first half smoke and Ruth was having a hot dog. It tastes like a mix between a hot dog and a sausage. It's spicy. I like the spicy. The snap, I like the snap of the casing. Everything you'd want, right? Ding, ding, ding. So let's rewind a little bit, all the way back to 1958, 10 years before the uprising on U Street. Here's how Virginia describes that time. Well, really classic community. I remember, I remember things, simple things like women didn't wear pants, jeans were worn by farmers, tennis shoes were worn on the tennis courts. And I remember if we walked from the Chili Bowl to the Howard Theater for a performance and we heard profanity, we could almost have him arrested. Virginia was working at a bank when she met her soon-to-be husband, Ben. He was going to Howard University to become a dentist, but he hurt his back and decided to do something easier, go into the restaurant business. Ben's officially opened on August 22nd. We had the jukebox with the music going all the time. We had tried to hire a very friendly staff, and we tried to provide an atmosphere of home. Everybody's welcome at Ben's, um, and the food was delicious. U Street back in the 50s was a lot like it is now. Clubs, music, restaurants, that whole scene. And after a night of drinking and dancing, you'd probably end up at Ben's. On a Friday and Saturday night when you were out at the clubs, we were open until 4 o'clock in the morning. We had a slogan, sober up with a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> but after 10 good years, Martin Luther King Jr. was killed, the uprising happened, and the neighborhood entered a long decline. After the riots and the destruction of the businesses, those businesses didn't reopen. Middle class African Americans were moving away like rapidly. And we just were left with this boarded up, burned out, devastated community. Heron moved in, then crack moved in, and this beautiful community became a serious ghetto. Things were bad. For Virginia and many other people in the neighborhood, it stayed that way for decades, until 1988. That's when U Street's metro station opened. The metro made the neighborhood attractive for business owners. In the past 10 years, home values have increased over 200 percent. 
The neighborhood has simultaneously gotten less black and more white. And there's unease for people who look around and see businesses catering to newer, wealthier Washingtonians. Even the history of the neighborhood is being used as a marketing tool. The U Street Corridor is a commercial and residential neighborhood in Northwest Washington, known for its abundance of shops, eateries, galleries, and clubs, as well as for its rich African-American musical heritage. A few blocks from Ben's, the city turns into kind of a high-end strip mall. You've got your juice cleanse, your luxury clothing boutiques. It's for rich people. And two years ago, this restaurant opened up called Half Smoke. It's big. The sign outside has this hip sans serif font. And inside are those trendy Edison light bulbs. It looks nothing like Ben's. But in some ways, it's trying to signal the same kind of authentic DC vibe that Ben's is so famous for. Before this, I just assumed that it was some young white developer guy who had heard about Half Smokes and wanted to cash in on that history. Well, not really. Yeah, I grew up in in Dingwood in Northeast. Andre McCain grew up in D.C. on the east side of the city. He went to high school on the west side and explored every inch of it in between. He worked at Six Flags, went to lots of picnics and barbecues. And on the weekends, he'd go grocery shopping with his mom. My mom and I would go to the market at RFK um, and buy uh, vegetables and fruit. And I would always get a chili cheese and onion half smoke from the uh, hot dog truck that was there. So it was pretty much a, a ritual Uh, on a a regular basis. It was one of the few meals that his mom would let him splurge on. When she'd let him have something unhealthy. Andre left D.C. to go to Morehouse, and after that went to New York, where he worked in real estate finance. He spent seven years there, each day becoming more boring than the one before. So he decided to get into the restaurant biz. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so for me, it was just a matter of trying to figure out what type of restaurant to do and where and what kind of cuisine. And because he had an analytical, finance-oriented mindset, he figured the best way to learn about the industry was to dive in headfirst. He left his finance job. And then I got a couple just entry-level jobs at Sweetgreen and Pret and McDonald's. He'd work his restaurant jobs, then head to D.C. on the weekends. Test recipes, um, scout locations. He would talk to investors there and then head right back up to New York. Every Friday, hopping on a bus at 4 o'clock, and every Monday, hopping on a bus at 5 a.m. to get back to work. During this time, he developed a business plan. And he chose a name. The first name was going to be the, the hot dog shop. You know, pivoted away from that, the hot dog itself hasn't always been cast in the the best light. The idea was to try to find a name that was as short and sweet as possible, preferably one word. And Half Smoke, the restaurant, was born. If you're from D.C., uh, it's a very recognizable thing that you say, okay, I can understand um, the basis for this restaurant. But even though it occupies a similar geographic space as Ben's, and even though they both sell half smokes, the similarities end there. The moment you step inside of Andre's restaurant, you're transported. To where? Not quite sure. For one, there's a fireplace. 
The menus come in Trapper Keepers. The food is served in a metal lunchbox. Your check is delivered in an old-school VHS case. And high up on the wall, there's a big neon sign that says, Don't grow up. It's a trap. The restaurant is just designed as a reprieve from you know, some of the day-to-day realities of everyday life. And it's an opportunity for you to kick back, relax, spend time with friends, and really just get back to that fun time as a kid. And there's board games all around the restaurant, and there's a photo booth. And so really trying to create a, a, a 360 feeling of what it's like to just be in a place that is focused on fun and happiness. All of that stuff that Andre is describing points to one of the things that we were most curious about going into our conversation. If you click around on the restaurant's website, you'll find this. And we quote, Half Smoke is well positioned to become a compelling lifestyle brand and can help to pioneer the creation of a new category of fun casual restaurants. Fun casual couples the ease, value, and convenience of fast casual restaurants with the high standards of thoughtful ingredient sourcing, chef-inspired preparation, and cooking in a welcoming restaurant design that's typically associated with, quote, destination restaurants, where customers seek not only good food, but an entertaining experience. Unquote. It's this weird marketing speak that's trying to signal that Half Smoke is about more than food. In many ways, what we're doing here is quite similar to the juxtaposition of the old and the new Shaw. When I was pitching folks initially on this location, certainly some people were concerned about the, the proximity to Ben's. What was interesting is, is some people felt really strongly about that, but what they were really communicating was how strongly they feel about the culture of what Ben's means to D.C. and their feelings about um, just the old versus the new. When it comes to the half smoke or it comes to protecting the history of D.C. and, and not disrupting the old for the new, Um, People take that seriously, and I think that's a good place to be. You do have to be so respectful of the culture, and it does, in some ways, creates a level of responsibility to not disrupt, but also to help uh, move things forward. Why are we so hung up on having Half Smoke fit perfectly into a neat box of older new DC. I think it's because DC is used to either ors. We're used to having our identity split and for two truths to exist alongside each other. I came out of that conversation feeling a lot differently than I expected that I would. What did you think going in? I think I had this conception in my mind that he was going to be like some guy not from D.C. who was just kind of capitalizing on half smokes and the history of them. But it's like literally the opposite of that. Like it's he's from here. He grew up here. He grew up eating half smokes. And while he's doing things in his own way, he cares so much about history. And I guess like doing right by it. Anybody who doesn't know Andre would think, 
oh, they're taking something that's classic DC and revamping it for a new audience. And for some people, that might be exciting. For others, it might give them an odd sense of unease. And for other people, it just might not matter at all. The fact that people are critiquing the differences between his place and Ben's potentially shows that people care, and he's okay with that. D.C. is a historically black town, Chocolate City. It's the nation's capital. And at the same time, a small town. It's the seat of power. And a place struggling for representation and equity at a basic level. As we found out, this tug of war over city identity is happening at the half-smoke level, too. But the two sides aren't mutually exclusive. You can be old D.C. and new D.C. This is Dish City. I'm Patrick Fort. And I'm Ruth Tam. Please rate our show. It's how people find it. Star, 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 star. Star, 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 star. Was that five? One. Star, 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 star. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Stay tuned for more episodes about all of DC's iconic foods.